The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. One type of experience that happens for all of us quite often during the day and which we may have a view or opinion about whether we can be mindful of it or not is thinking. There are forms of meditation practice in which we uh, actively let go of thoughts and come back to another experience as a way to um, settle the mind and to produce states of concentration. This particular practice, in this particular practice, we're not practicing in order to get rid of thinking or in order to get rid of thoughts. We're practicing to become conscious of thinking, to become aware that we are thinking. There's a huge distinction between thinking and being um, kind of lost in the world of what that thought is creating in our mind. So sometimes we have thoughts and then it's as if we take birth into the reality that those thoughts create. We are having a conversation in our mind with a friend and in our mind we're there. We're not conscious or caught, uh, conscious of the fact that this thought is something that's happening in the present moment. When we remember the past, thoughts of the past are simply experiences arising in the present moment. When we think about the future, that is, again, something that's happening now. The thoughts about the future are simply phenomena that are happening in the present moment. Past and future are actually uh, constructs of the mind. They are constructed in the present moment. So everything that happens to us is happening in the present moment, whether we're thinking about the past, the future, or lost in contemplation about what's happening now. So the, the, a key exploration for us in terms of exploring thoughts is to begin to recognize this experience of thinking is happening now. It's a phenomenon that's happening right now. This helps, helps us to kind of uh, decouple from the power that thoughts have over us to delude us into believing their reality. Thoughts often have that power over us that... Uh, when we're lost in thought, there's a way in which we're believing the reality of the thought. I had a a clear demonstration of this at one point. Um, It was a couple of years after I had broken up with a a partner and... um, had worked through the anger of that breakup and yet thoughts about the relationship still appeared in my mind 
And at one point, I was walking down the street and I woke up into a thought about being in the relationship and recognized in that moment I was in that relationship again. It was like the mind believed in that construction. It had created the world of being back in that relationship. It was two years old. It had been over and done with for years. And yet the mind had taken birth, had, had uh, believed in that reality for those moments. And when I came awoke, when I awoke into the recognition of where I was, and what was going on, there was confusion in the mind because the mind had so believed that it had been back in that relationship that it was, it was like, what? Am I in relationship with that person? What? So the mind was a little confused about it. It wasn't upset or angry as it had been in previous years when thoughts about that person would come up because I had worked through the anger. But still there had been a way in which the mind believed that construct. And so the the mind uh, had that moment of what is going on here as it came out of the the thought. So we do uh, take birth into our thoughts, believe their reality more often than we're aware. So the practice around recognizing, oh, this is happening now. This is an experience that's happening now. That's a key um, for us in working with thoughts. We don't have to consciously try to get rid of thoughts. Actually, much of the time when we wake up and recognize, oh, this, this is an experience, this is a thought, this thought is happening in the present moment, much of the time what happens as that's known is that the thought loses its momentum and just fades. So we can can watch thoughts dissipate at times. Sometimes our thoughts have a little more potency to them. Um, We're a little more caught by them. We may realize we're thinking but still have a, a little bit of a an attachment to those thoughts, a believing around the, what they're telling us, or a, um, you know, angry thoughts, for example. You know, we may be angry at somebody and be thinking angry thoughts, and we wake up recognizing, oh, angry thoughts, uh, and yet there's a kind of a little bit of being hooked by that. So if there's a little more juice to the thoughts... First of all, recognizing the first thing to to do is to remind yourself, this is a thought. This is something happening right now. Just That's the first bit of uh, wisdom to remind yourself about. This is simply a thought, and a thought is just something that's happening right here in the present moment. So just remind yourself of that. And then um, it can be helpful to start to explore, particularly if the thoughts are related to some kind of charged emotion, begin to explore kind of a process, a a very familiar process when we talk about it, but maybe not so conscious in your mind while it happens, which is a feedback loop that happens between thoughts and emotions. We have thoughts that happen in our mind. You know, we, we may be happily, you know, sitting here, easeful, peaceful, and something brings a thought of, a, of somebody to mind where we're having a contentious relationship. 
And in a, a few seconds, that thought produces ir- irritation, annoyance, frustration, anger. So there's that feedback loop. The thought has arisen out of causes and conditions. It's not random. So the thought has come up, and then it has generated, in the present moment, a response. Feelings, emotions. Those feelings and emotions then may generate more thoughts about the situation. Suppose we you know, have a sense of feeling betrayed by that person. And that, that feeling of betrayal may generate more thoughts. Well, that person really shouldn't have done that. They were wrong. I'm right. And that those thoughts then feed back and uh, continue a thought-emotion-thought cycle. So thoughts can generate emotions. Emotions can generate thoughts. So this is a, it's an important thing to know about thoughts and how they work. One way in when the emotions and thoughts are kind of charged, is to um, acknowledge, first of all, okay, there are thoughts happening, perhaps angry thoughts or frustrated thoughts or uh, confused thoughts, acknowledging that, and then asking yourself or checking in, and what's the emotion? What's the emotion that's happening here? So this, this is a, a little bit of um, using a tool to help you from having the thoughts generate more thoughts, having the thoughts and emotions generate more thoughts, if you, can, if you can ground yourself in the feeling, oh, this is what it's like, you know, this is anger, anger is happening, and maybe check in again, you know, oh, it's like this in the body. That can help to um, allow us to be with the emotions without them spiraling into a kind of a reactive cycle with our emotions and thoughts. So if you notice thoughts and have a strong pull towards thoughts, a strong reactive component, this is helpful. Checking into the emotion that's underneath, seeing how it is in the body. Sometimes thoughts arise without particularly much emotional content. Um, You might be... Uh, daydreaming is a good one for this. I mean, you may, this happens a lot in meditation. You're sitting and suddenly you realize that the mind is kind of drifting in images and maybe they're sense, s- images of memories that you've had or maybe they're just nonsense images. Uh, or maybe it's that you're hearing yourself um, or hearing, hearing somebody as if they're talking to you. You know, I've had some of the strangest thoughts arise, you know, just... You know, random statements of pronouncement. These batteries are low. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just so your mind can produce random kind of weird thoughts. So if you're um, noticing thoughts like that, one tool that's helpful that I found helpful in exploring thoughts like that is to begin to recognize that we can know what I'll call the modality of thinking. There's different ways that thoughts appear in your mind. Sometimes they appear as images. Sometimes they appear as if you're talking to yourself. Sometimes it's as if somebody else is talking to you, like you're listening to some radio announcer. Sometimes it feels like 
uh, a sense in the body. Some people think almost with their body, a feeling in the body. So there's different ways that thoughts appear. I'll just, I'll just give you a sense of what that, that last one is like, because sometimes that one doesn't make so much sense to some people. For some people, it's very intuitive and understandable. But so, for instance, right now, just close your eyes. Let yourself feel the experience of the body. And think about standing up. Sometimes that cognition of thinking about standing up produces some kind of a felt sense in the body, almost as if the body is getting ready to stand up. That's a form of this kind of thinking in the body. So if you... uh, if the, um, if the thoughts aren't too charged, I don't have too much charge about them, sometimes recognizing the modality, images are happening. Rather than trying to figure out what the images are about, just know images are happening or, or hearing. I, I will even acknowledge these with a gentle noting. I haven't talked much about the noting, but uh, a note is a, just a gentle acknowledgement of your experience in the present moment using a label in the mind. Um, And it's optional. You don't have to do it. But there are certain times in my own practice that I found that a useful tool. And this is one of them, where when there's thinking happening and uh, it's not charged, but it's like, you know, the mind is caught in a world of thought, acknowledging, oh, seeing. You know that you're not really seeing, but uh, the mind is producing images and it's as if you're seeing. So... Acknowledging the modality of the thought, seeing, or hearing, or talking, or feeling in the body. Just acknowledging that modality. That's really particularly helpful with what we could call the daydream-like thoughts, the hypnagogic thoughts, um, to acknowledge the process. What you're doing there is acknowledging the process by which the mind is experiencing thought, rather than the content. So it's pointing directly to how your mind does thinking. You're beginning to watch the process of your mind in that, in that case. This uh, practice, we sometimes call this mindfulness of mind practice, um, because we begin to see and understand how our minds do what they do. And this is really where it's at in terms of um, helping us free ourselves from Um, stress, anxiety, because those states are created by things that our mind does. There's admittedly things that happen in the world, but the stress, the suffering, the dissatisfaction, the unease is not inherently about what's happening in the world. How we're relating to it is what creates the... uh, feeling that things are off or um, a struggle for us. So beginning to see how our minds engage with the world, beginning to observe the mind itself is a, is a, is a doorway that helps us to understand how our minds participate in this creation of what we call suffering.
So let's sit again. <laughs> 